Oh my gosh, I'm adopting a puppy right now. But I realize what's at home. Oh no, I have nothing. Well, except unconditional love. But yeah, no crate, no pee-pee pads, no dental chews for his little puppy teeth. Before I doubt myself as a new parent, I just get Instacart to deliver everything from PetSmart. Easy, just like raising a puppy is going to be, right? Get Pet Essentials from PetSmart with Instacart. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Blog Talk Radio. Give us a call, 347-838-9815 is the number to call. Go right now to the website, thecuritieshow.com. we got a survey going. We're going to talk about that a little later. But who is going to win the World Heavyweight Championship Money in the Bank match? That's on thecuritieshow.com. Go check out the survey. We're going to relay that a little later on. I am your host, Ken Reedy. As always, my tag team partner, Dave, how you doing tonight? I'm doing well, my friend. Tag me in. Let's go. Let's do it. And to give us a historical perspective and uh, you know, talk a little about it, we have a special guest, the guru of professional wrestling. We'll be giving his two cents every now and again. Guru, how are you doing today? I'm great. How's everyone doing this evening? We are doing super fantastic. It's great to talk about all that's going on in the world of professional wrestling. And I'm learning on a little bit of stuff tonight. And we got to talk about this because right now, in the world of professional wrestling, and call in if you disagree, but TNA is putting out a superior product to the WWE right now, bar none. I mean, when I think about what I saw this week in pro wrestling, and I watch all the shows, and I think about, I turn on TNA, turn on Impact, and what do I get to start Impact? I get a hardcore match between Bully Ray and Joseph Park. A.K.A. we think, Abyss. Get tax. 
We get kendo sticks. We get some blood to open up the match. As a wrestling fan, grabs me by the cojones, brings me in for the ride. I look at the beginning of Monday Night Raw, and I get a 20-minute dual marriage proposal. 20 minutes. Geez, that makes me look really forward to three-hour Raws coming up in the not-too-distant future. And SmackDown gives us the world's largest fist pump. Thank you, WWE. Going further in programming, we find out, while we see Santino putting on his Sherlock Holmes hat, that he's investigating who has been anonymous GM for all this time. And after the long period of time of us having to put up with that godforsaken noise and that laptop, and Michael Cole, who, by the way, great, we get to see Michael Cole versus King Lawler again. That was awesome. But the payoff to the storyline is that Hornswoggle has been the anonymous GM all this time. Hornswoggle, which is amazing because the guy just got the gift of speech this past Christmas. Really, is that what you're giving us? The only aspect, I, I mean, I will say this. I thought Seamus Del Rio was a good match. But the only thing that put the pay-per-view over for me was actually John Cena. John Cena gave a good promo talking about his Money in the Bank ladder match. The first time he's going to be in a Money in the Bank ladder match. Puts over the pay-per-view. Puts over that match. Dave, I, I mean, really, did WWE... Do a good job putting over this pay-per-view. Uh, yes and no in some aspects. I mean, uh, let me. You know, you brought Sheamus and Del Rio up. Uh, a lot of wrestling fans nowadays they don't like the over-the-top theatrics with the storylines. Something similar with this whole AJ love triangle with her, CM Punk, and Daniel Bryan, especially the guys, the Ring of Honor marks that that, that listen to you know that, that, that watch the the. WWE and have watched CM Punk and Daniel Bryan in the past. They're not huge fans of storylines like this because they think that they're more capable of something better than that. Um, as far as Sheamus and, and, and Del Rio goes, it's not been like out of this world, like I'm clamoring to see this match, but at the same time, it's not over-the-top theatrics like most wrestling fans want. So if they're going to complain, you know, if a lot of wrestling fans are going to complain and say, oh, well, this is not interesting, I'm not interested in seeing, you know, seeing uh, Sheamus and uh, Del Rio compete at the pay-per-view, um, but they're also the same people that are going to complain if they put Sheamus, Del Rio, and Ricardo Rodriguez in a goddamn love triangle. You know what I mean? So, um <laughs> It's, I mean, it's simple and effective, and, and I think what they're really trying to go here with two things. They want to make Sheamus a credible champion to move him further up the card, and they also want to make Del Rio more aggressive. There, there's, there's, there's talks of, of giving him a, a larger push as time goes on. So um, I, I, I'm, I'm interested in seeing how the match goes and where it's going to go, and especially being Money in the Bank, there's a lot of implications um, with the championship matches as well as the ladder matches, too. Cena did a great job hyping up the fact that it was his first money in the bank. Um, I didn't care for the marriage proposal stuff. I'll agree with you there. And I do agree that Joseph Park um, Bully Ray match was a good way to open up impact. Um, do I, I think TNA has been better as of late with their product, number one being live, of course. We can beat that horse to death, but... Being live has really helped them. It's given the crowd and the impact zone and energy. And the other thing, too, is fresh storylines with guys, mixing and matching certain guys up. 
You know, Sting's not at the top of the of the of the food chain as far as you know being in a, a the top storyline. It's Austin Aries and Bobby Roode, which is great. Um, you know, Bully Ray's got a good role on the show with with this uh, Joseph Park uh, storyline he's got going on, and uh, you know the, the AJ Styles Christopher Daniels stuff has been solid. You know, it was a good build up. The 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 payoff at the beginning wasn't great. It's still kind of intriguing enough where you want to see where it's going to go. It's it's not totally uh, jump the shark. So um, overall, it's been good for them so far. Um, it's it has in my opinion, I do agree. It has been better than WWE, but not so far superior. WWE is not doing. They're not terrible, but it's not great either. I uh, you know, and I gotta just I thought Raw was awful. I really I thought Raw was terrible this week. I, I mean I. You know, we we've been trying to at the Ken Reedy show. We we have a raw night going on now at the Pepper South in Congress, New York. We're trying to get people come on down, watch Raw. We we got a group coming down, the thousandth Raw. So it's been fun, and you know, getting like new fans or people who used to watch wrestling, uh, you know, into it. There were people that came into the Pepper Mill this past Monday, and they are watching Raw. And they're sitting there, like, and they were big fans back in the day. With they were big rock fans, you know, that came up. Love the attitude, love DX. And they were watching it, and they're looking at it like, seriously, is this this is what's on wrestling now? And I, I I couldn't defend it. That was the problem. I couldn't. Usually, when I talk to haters, I, I can defend, you know, what goes on in wrestling. I can defend, you know, we've even talked here. You know, a lot of people hate on Cena. We've defended him. I couldn't defend Raw this week. And, you know, we can talk later about the three-hour Raw, but, you know, what I've seen at a WWE programming, three hours is, you know, I don't know. I, Guru, what what your thoughts? You know, that got me thinking, you know, Ken, talking about how you've been disappointed in Raw and how, um, you know, people who are older, who used to be in wrestling, um, maybe find it really, I don't know, hokey or boring. And the one thing that I've noticed that since the WWE has uh, went public um, and they changed uh, just, you know, internally a lot of things. I mean, there's no blood anymore. It, am, I, am I correct? That hasn't changed. Yeah. There's more blood. Um, and it seems like they're really marketing more for the younger kids. So could it be that, you know, their market now is just a much younger market, and they, they want things to be a little, uh, you know, hokier, for lack of a better word. It, it, I mean, it, it's hokier, but it's also just bad. I mean, it, you know, I get it being hokier and, and more kid-friendly, and you know, we, we've debated, you know, a few times about the PG rating. But like you said, I mean, I get the whole uh, AJ and the, and the love triangle thing, but 20 minutes? 20 minutes to start Raw. I mean, I kept looking at my my phone because it's nowhere to watch it anymore. <laughs> I'm looking at my watch, but I was looking at my phone like, we're 20 minutes into Monday Night Raw. And and we're, we have a promo going, and it was just bad. And, and you have three people that, look, I'm not saying that anyone in the ring, none of them are going to like compete against Ric Flair or Dusty Rhodes for the moniker of best on the mic. But you know, they're all people that actually aren't bad on the microphone. 20 minutes, it was just like watching paint by. And, and I found this week that I did not think the WWE did the best job at, at getting you psyched 
for this pay-per-view. Now, Money in the Bank has become one of those pay-per-views. It's almost like the Royal Rumble. The Money in the Bank ladder matches are exciting. It's tough to make a bad ladder match. They're, they're generally going to be an exciting match. So I do find that it is one of those pay-per-views that it's slowly but surely kind of creeping up to being that pay-per-view that kind of sells itself. The Royal Rumble could have a weak lead-in. People are still going to want to see the Royal Rumble. Um, it is one of those pay-per-views. To me, more than WrestleMania, the, the, the lead-in doesn't mean really anything for the Rumble. People want to see the Rumble match. I kind of find that is Money in the Bank is moving towards that direction, that people just want to see that match. Um, however, a little bit different this year. Uh, you know, They have the two ladder matches. And as we said, John Cena in his first ever Money in the Bank ladder match, an interesting ladder match uh, with a John Cena, Big Show, Kane, and Chris Jericho. Only four guys as of right now scheduled to be in this match. Three quarters of this match, not your typical ladder-type guys. So as much as you look forward to ladder matches. This is interesting. I'm almost looking forward to this match as kind of a train wreck. I even wonder if, uh, seriously, can the big show climb up a ladder? They will, I'm assuming they'll have one of those big reinforced ladders again just, I mean, just for the big show. I mean, he's been in it before, but he's not your typical ladder guy. Uh, Dave, I mean, what are you expecting to see out of this match? Well, you know what? I don't know what to expect to see because on paper, you know, with just these four guys, it doesn't – I mean, it's intriguing enough where it's seen this first, you know, Money in the Bank match and they're hyping it up. And, you know, Jericho's really the only ladder guy that his style fits. A uh, hold on a second, Dave. Not to touch off, but i, I just been uh, handed something from my producer um, that uh, it, it says here actually we will be having uh, BWO heavyweight champion Tristan Law will be calling in in about a half hour uh, to discuss his uh, future plans, uh, plans in the WO and the Dynasty of Destruction. Uh, uh, our producer has requested to keep it uh, somewhat professional, so Dave, we're going to uh, ask you to bow out when uh, the champ calls in. That's fine with me. Thanks, Dave. Continue your points on Money in the Bank. Okay, thank you. Um, you know, Jericho's really the only ladder guy. Kane's been in a few of these matches, but he's pretty much the one that, you know, kind of catches the guys that take the falls. Um, but what's interesting here is that, you know, the, this ladder match, for the first time in Money in the Bank history, is this particular Money in the Bank ladder match is only eligible to former WWE champions. Now, currently on the roster, there's – a few former WWE champions. Number one, The Miz. It's been rumored as of 20 minutes ago that that he is penciled in to be added to this match as a surprise entrant. Another- no! Yeah, I can't wait to see that. Oh, God, no! No, 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 no! Could they bring Tony Gurria out of retirement? And <laughs> I'd maybe, rather see him. You know, honestly. I don't know. Tony Sorry, Dave. I just, I, 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 no! All right, go ahead. Another participant that's, that's rumored to be involved in this, 
is Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio's been out for quite a while with an injury. Um, he's a former WWE champion. Granted, his reign was short-lived, but he held the championship for a cup of coffee. Um, and some other possibilities, too. The, uh, both participants in tonight's World Heavyweight Championship match, Sheamus and Alberto Del Rio, are former WWE champions. There's a strong possibility that the loser of that World Championship match will enter into the Money in the Bank match. That would be, that would leave it now at possibly seven guys. Another possibility, if this happens, which I don't think it will, but if CM Punk were to lose the WWE Championship tonight, he would also be eligible to enter the Money in the Bank ladder match. I think they set this up with just these four guys in, in a way so that when it comes time for the pay-per-view, there's that element of surprise, and you got, you know, you, you're sitting at home watching the pay-per-view, and you're only expecting the four guys, and all of a sudden, bam, the Miz shows up. Or bam, Alberto Del Rio enters because he's a former WWE champion. So there's I, – I, I don't know what to expect from this match, but I, th- I think it will be interesting, and I think the outcome will be interesting. I mean, we've talked about, you know, John, how they've hyped up John Cena – this being his first Money in the Bank ladder match. I mean, the obvious goes that Cena is going to win the match, but, you know, everyone expects Cena to win the match and then cash in Money in the Bank and win it, but who knows? He could be the first guy to cash in the Money in the Bank contract and lose the championship match, which won't hurt his credibility or status whatsoever. So there's a lot of interesting different twists and possibilities as to where this match could go. Um, I would not be surprised if this match were to go on either second to last or even the main event, um, depending on what they want to do with the potential money in the bank winner and, of course, the other championship match between CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I mean, the booking of this pay-per-view wound up being like something really important. I mean, you know, um, I, I tend to agree with you. I, well, I shouldn't. I don't think Cena wins this. I think they now. I, I shouldn't. You know, the WWE. I keep looking at. They're making it too obvious. The WWE. They, a lot of times they just go with the obvious. So, I, you know, that shouldn't be the case. But I think they've just been cramming it in our throat. I don't think Cena wins. I hope for Chris Jericho's sake, a guy like Rey Mysterio does enter this match because. Man, he's gonna be, Jericho's going to be in charge of taking all the spots in this match. <laughs> I worry for Jericho's safety. Um, part of the the enticement of this match for me is the, the potential of it being a train wreck. I mean, I, I don't, you know, seeing a lot of times for all the criticism he gets, you know, he rises to the occasion a lot. Um, if he keeps it simple, you know, you can still, even though it's a ladder match, you don't have to do 70 flips off the top of the ladder. You can just be a brawler. You can, you know, be, you know, really violent with the ladder. So depending on what Cena tries to do in this match, um, I tend to think if I'm going to start predicting uh, this match, and we, we can, um, you know, start predicting matches right now, why not? Uh, I don't think any of the guys in the match booked right now is going to win. I, I do agree with you. I think there's going to be a surprise entrant. Uh, if I, you know, was a, a fantasy booker, 
I uh, wanted to, you know, throw something outlandish out there. I would love to see The Rock show up out of nowhere. Uh, he made mention of wanting the WWE title, uh, wanting to have that around his waist one more time. However, I don't think one second, second the WWE would do a pay-per-view, have The Rock show up without marketing him beforehand. They'd be using him for all he's worth to get more dollars for the pay-per-view. So I don't think that's going to happen, although I'd love to see it. I hate, hate seeing this, but with the Marine, I, Jesus Christ, the Marine 3 starring The Miz, the fact that that's where he's been, the Marine 3, the Marine 3. Can we just, can, can anyone really take that faux hawk, Loser, seriously, as uh, oh, gee, I, I, deep breath, settle down. I'd the be fact surprised that they if had a Marine movie is terrible enough. What was that? The fact that they had a Marine movie is terrible enough. I thought the first one was terrible. I didn't even bother watching the second one, and I, I certainly won't. Somebody's going to have to force me to watch the third one. <laughs> I liked the first one. The second one was awful. But that being said, I, I would, it would not surprise me at all if The Miz winds up winning tonight. I, and I hate to say it, but I, I just I don't think any four of those guys are going to win. I, I think it's going to be a surprise entrant. And depending on how this pay-per-view is booked, uh, it would not surprise me at all if they keep this match for last, which with the WWE, as much as you think this pay-per-view, the championship match could be last. I mean, Daniel Bryan... And CM Punk, that's been the biggest story going right now in the WWE. And just, we got word breaking news, that match has been changed to a no DQ match. So uh, Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, no DQ with HHS referee. As much as if any pay-per-view set up for that to be the the headliner, for that to be the featured bout, um, the WWE has shown its propensity to have John Cena in the main event at all times. Uh, so it would stand reason to have the WWE Championship match second to last and uh, or beforehand, wherever it is. So you have it kind of open-ended, uh, and maybe you have a CM Punk or a Del Rio or a Sheamus or whomever jumping into that match. But uh, if I'm going to predict, and it's an open-ended prediction, I'm going to say my prediction this match is the winner is not going to be one of the four that are booked for the match right now. Prediction, Dave? You know, I, I like that. I like that prediction, and I'd like to go with it. I really would, but I'm, I, I'm hoping. I mean, I'm. I, I hope for that prediction. I hope it's somebody that's that, that that returns and, you know, comes back and wins it. You know, for tonight, I really do. But however. I'm going to go with my gut, and I'm going to go with John Cena. I think this has been – I think I think it would be interesting. I think it still would be interesting if he won it and cashed in and lost. And uh, it, will, it will bring new life to the money in the bank concept because every, every briefcase holder, with the exception of uh, Mr. Kennedy, Anderson, whatever you want to call him, um, Anderson, you know, didn't get to cash in. Anderson. Anderson. Um, <laughs> anyhow, Anderson. Um, <laughs> I, I think uh, it would be much more interesting if they had, you know, Cena lose it and um, 
it wouldn't knock him down a peg per se, but it would bring life to that contract because everybody is cast in and everybody's won. They, they've been hammering that home on television for the past few weeks is that every guy has won, that's won the money in the bank, has cast in, they've been guaranteed the champion. I mean, you know, this is all, like I said, also a rebuilding process for John Cena. I mean, they brought him in, you know, in towards WrestleMania and made him just about as equal as The Rock, and he lost the match. And then he's bounced back in some ways when he beat Lesnar, but then he lost to Laurinaitis, and then he beat Big I mean, it's been an up-and-down year for Cena, but I think they want to rebuild him to towards next year's WrestleMania, um, which there are rumors that he's going to face The Rock again. Um, and by doing that, I think adding the Money in the Bank title to his to his uh, his resume would help. Um, even losing would help because then it would revitalize this character more. And you know, he, they they could really make something big out of it with him because obviously he's the focal point of the company. If he were to lose, and they could you know do all kinds of video packages and you know all kinds of stuff about it. So I, I'm going with John Cena. It's a good point because you now him. You know, and again, you wonder if things are being done on purpose or, or you know, if they're just going to go with the obvious. Uh, I, I sincerely believe that at some point to give this whole Money in the Bank thing a little more drama, someone has to cash in and lose. can't have it 100% that every time someone wins the Money in the Bank, they're going to win the title. It just it, it doesn't mean anything. You know, you have a chance at winning the title. I agree with you. I think that would be a, a great move for John Cena. And it would be a great move kind of looking at the year that he's had. And even though he beat Brock Lesnar, uh, they could do – I mean, and I will say this. With the WWE, and I've been critical, I will, the WWE and their video packages are phenomenal. Raw and SmackDown could blow chunks. So it could be awful. And they'll put together a video package that makes you want to order the pay-per-view. Uh, with the music and the, the effects, the video department of the WWE, kudos to them, because they do do a good video package. And I can almost see a package in my head of, you know, Cena getting pinned by The Rock and then being a bloody mess uh, with uh, Brock Lesnar and then losing the cashes in money in the bank. Just kind of this whole, like, you know, what kind of years is John Cena having? And in his promos... And I thought he's he's put on some pretty good promos at being his first Money in the Bank ladder match. His promos, to me, have come off a bit presumptuous. A bit, you know, if I win this, it guarantees a championship. And and he's really been kind of talking like it's just me. Almost like it's just a formality. As long as I win that briefcase, I'm going to have the strap. And... I wonder is does that mean they're actually they're going to have John Cena the 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 focal point of the company the the you know the baby face the guy that they market everything through is he going to be the first one to cash in and and lose and I agree with you I think that gives depth to the character uh you know you want to root in in traditional sense come back and guru can attest to this you know your great baby faces, there has to be some tragedy, some adversity. Exactly. Something you've you, you got to battle through. Um, John Cena, 
you know, to me, we've all, and I think the gurus in the movement, you know, we like John Cena. Uh, we, you know, he's he's good. But the criticism of him, and I, and I think some of it's well-founded, he doesn't have a lot of adversity. It, it seems like this guy has been handed uh, the keys to the Rolls Royce, um, giving him a, a bad year, a solid bad year. You know, match of his life, he loses. Uh, has a match with, with Brock, wins the match, but gets killed in the process. Um, you know, not winning the title after winning Money in the Bank. This this all could build this. Now he's a guy we want to root for. Now he's this guy who has been here for us, who is, is in there. You know, 365 days a year, he is going to be there uh, come hell or high water, and we want to root for him now. We want him to to go over. We want him to fight through this adversity. And, you know, I, I think a, a, a guy needs that. I mean, I mean, they're great faces. I mean, is, isn't that, I mean, isn't it wrestling 101? One thing they could do is bring back uh, something tried and true. Um, have John Cena suffer an injury, a very serious, you know, quote-unquote injury, like what they did with, with Hogan uh, before WrestleMania two when Bundy, you know, oh, he hurt his ribs so bad, and his ribs are wrapped. And can Hogan overcome King Kong Bundy? You know, five and 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 in the cage, and and even uh, go back further, even uh, when Ric Flair and Harley Race, when uh, uh, Orton, Orton Senior, you know, uh, Orton Senior and and Race put a bounty on Flair, and they pile drived him, and and Flair was going to quote unquote retire, and then Flair came back. I mean that's and and at that moment Flair was the the face. Um, that could work. Maybe something like that. Yeah, it, all good. But that's why we have the guru on because I, I I didn't know that stuff. <laughs> but uh, no, it, I mean that stuff all works. And you're right. Like maybe coming out of even something like this, even if he wins Money in the Bank, he comes out of you know takes a nasty spill off the ladder, or you know someone comes down and interferes, and uh, you know the the battle act. Yeah, Big Show, so it's pretty easy. Have Big Show brutalize him, and, you know, he crushed his ribs, he'll never breathe again. I mean, just anything. And, I mean, it's not that hard. It's, you know, or put the ladder on his leg, and he broke his tibula and fibula and shattered. Just just do something like that. Now, we're a little far off from WrestleMania, so you probably aren't going to do that tonight. Uh, You know, if we're talking about WrestleMania, I don't know what's in the works for SummerSlam. It's easy, and it always works. Yeah, it, it, it's tried, true, and, you know, it's something. But, you know, we've we've seen in the past where, you know, at, coming out of the Brock Lesnar, it, it may have looked like, hey, maybe they'll try the injury angle. And they didn't. You know, immediately he was back on TV. Um, but it is, I mean, look, we, we sit here each and every week and we analyze this stuff. But ultimately, I mean, let's face it, it it's not rocket surgery. I, this This is pro wrestling, and there are certain things that are tried and true, and uh, it could work to revitalize his character. Um, you know, who knows what we're going to But you know what we're going to do right now? We're going to go out to the phones because tried and true, as we're talking about using an injury, tried and true each and every week. Tony is on the line. Tony, are you there? I am here, guys. What's going on? Good to hear from you, Tony. Tony is our blogger for thekenreadyshow.com. Recaps all the shows each and every week. The best blogger in the business. If you miss anything, go to the Kenridyshow.com. 
read the blogs, or you know what, this past week on Monday Night Raw, rather than sitting through those two hours, it would have been better just to go and catch Tony's blog and read through it. Uh, Tony, what are you looking forward to tonight out of the pay-per-view? Oh, God, I don't know. Uh, probably the uh, world title money in, in the back ladder match or the Sheamus Del Rio match itself, you know, one of those two. Because, um, like, like you were saying, the, the 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 other half, the raw half. Oh, jeez, I don't know. If, I don't know if you read my blog, but, um, like, like you were saying too. You know, the whole thing with AJ. I mean, she's become. She's, you know, it's like she means more than the belt does. I mean, it's, it's this is just so. You know, it's like, and this is WWE's, t- you know, typical stupid ass. You know, oh, we tell stories and we make movies that suck. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> You're yeah, right. I mean, I, I think with AJ, and, and you bring up a, a real good point with the AJ thing, I like what they're doing as far as uh, there's a woman in a prominent role, and, and the WWE has shit on the, the female division for, for quite some time. And having someone in that kind of role it is good. And she's over. I mean, she's more than over with the crowd. However, sometimes less is more. And... To me, you know, to use the analogy in TV of jumping the shark, uh, this past Monday, to me, that this storyline has kind of jumped the shark, and I'm curious where they're going to go with it. I don't doubt they're going to have a good match. Uh, it being a no-DQ match makes me wonder. I mean, do you just think AJ's going to do something? Um, both personally, both or something. I don't know what the hell she's doing. <laughs> what would you say? She'll kick both of them in the nuts at some point. I don't know. She'll kick Punk at one point, and then she'll kick Brand the other. I don't, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, it's like each one of them is going to have a pin, and she's not going to count it. Yeah. See, you know what I would love to see tonight, and, and it, it won't happen, but, I'll, you know, whatever. I would love to see that they save this match for last. And whoever wins, John Cena wins Money in the Bank. AA was banging Cena the whole time. And AJ, as a guest referee, Cena comes down, a kick to the balls, Cena hits the guy in the back of the head with a briefcase, and a quick three count from AJ, and Cena wins the belt, and him and coming out of the divorce thing in real life, oh, that would be TV gold, but it won't happen. That won't, yeah, I don't see it happening either, but that would be, well, I mean, that would make Cena the heel, which I don't see them doing. Not exactly. Yeah, but uh, as far, yeah, but yeah, as far as like, the thing I think the WWE has shown they're they're never, and they should again wrestling one hundred and one, but I, I don't know if they'll ever uh, turn him heel. Uh, getting back to the other match you're looking forward to, uh, you said you're looking forward to the World Heavyweight Championship Money in the Bank match. Um, just curious, uh, what are your thoughts on on that match? Uh, you know, any one participant you're really looking forward to seeing what they'll do in in the ladder match? Um, well, two well, one or two guys that I think should go over are either Cody Rhodes or Dolph Ziggler. I mean, you know, those guys. You know, I know WWE likes to uh, keep yanking the rug out from under those guys, but you know, I mean, I think they they definitely deserve it. I mean, they, they one of those two should definitely be. Um, you know, they should have one of one of those guys go over. You know, I mean, I can, I'm I'm imagining you know they can both do some good stuff with the ladders in there. If you had to pick one that you'd like to see go over, who would you pick? I'd go with Cody. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just have. You know, I, I mean, I'm a fan of both guys, but you know, I was like, I, you know, I don't know. I, I like to see Cody Rhodes come out with the belt. But, uh, I kind of agree. I, I mean, I, I out of the two of them, and I love Ziggler. 
I, I think Cody is more ready. I think so, too. Yeah. Right. Cody has a lot of the natural charisma that his father had, um, which maybe Goldust lacked a little bit, of, <laughs> which is why he did Goldust. But I actually, I'm pretty high on Cody Rhodes, but I like Ziggler a lot, too. He's very good in the ring. He moves well. He's fluid. I think he's very good, so I wouldn't mind either one winning. But but I'll, I'll say Cody Rhodes. I like Cody Rhodes. Give him a shot. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Cody Rhodes is one of those, like, sometimes, you know, in, in a family, you almost see, like, you know, everything worked. And, and the, the genealogy, I mean, he's he's a physical specimen. I mean, he's he's got a, a great look, but he's physically gifted, much more than his dad ever was. Um, but I'm not going to say he's as good as Dusty on the mic, but he, he's oh, well, been blessed with the mic skills as well. Uh, Dusty's one of the best talkers ever. Um, and actually, you know, it's funny if you – Dusty Rhodes uh, played minor league baseball, and very early in his career, actually, had a much better uh, physique. Later on, he pretty much after 75, <laughs> he just, you know, whatever, too many libations, you know. Um, what do you, you know, what do you think is going to happen in the, the Del Rio match, Tony? I think Seamus retains. Uh, you know, because I've, I've been trying to, you know, establish him as like a, you know, as like a credible world champion. So uh, you know, he probably wins. But you know that. Um, what Dave was saying earlier though about you know, like all the like bringing in the former, the other former champions just coming in is like such surprise entrances for for the uh, other match. I can. I don't know if it's, I mean, I, like Mysterio maybe. I don't know if he's still. I don't know if he's uh, healed up from whatever knee injury he had yet. But I could, I could, I could uh, see him being in there. Uh, me is good God, I hope not. You know, I mean, I'm... I, I, <laughs> That's my... Mentality. Yeah, no, because, I mean, it's like... I mean, if they have Miz, you know, be the first guy to cash in or lose, it's like, okay, yeah, former world champion is now a job or cash in a loss. Big freaking deal. I mean, it's, it's like, you know, it's like... Um, as far as that match goes, I, uh, I, um, I was thinking Cena, too, as far as winning, you know, and, and certainly him cashing in and being the first to lose certainly wouldn't hurt him. Because even, like I said, you know, it's like... Uh, to see the character... Has like has never really been through like any you know like you never he, like you never really really feel like you know the guy comes out you know losing anything you know it's like he loses the belt he comes out cuts a stupid promo he gets attacked by the Nexus the first night and then you know he makes jokes out of it you know it's just like the guy never really has a sense of loss you know the character never has a sense of loss that you want to see him get his you know get a win back on someone it's like he's always just steamrolling through everybody. Yeah, that's always yeah. been his problem. I mean, every so often you see Cena cut a good promo, and it's when he's intense, Cena. Every so often he gets pissed, and when he's pissed and, and kind of yelling, um, he's good. And I thought he did well his run with The Rock. But you're right. You know, how do you get killed or betrayed or your ass handed to you and then, you know, come down the next time and, and start cracking jokes? It, it just... I think Tony brings up an, an excellent point, and, and Guru brought it up, you know, the adversity, but a sense of loss. And that's what the character needs, a, a sense of, you know, give us a reason to root for him. You know, in America. Yeah, I mean, ahead, even with Hulk Hogan back in the day, you know, he would lose too. Like you said, he got his ribs cracked by King Kong Monday, Earthquake, you know, gave him a splash on the Brother Love Show or whatever. And, oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> John oh, the Giant. What's that? Oh, that one. I love that's a classic. I called that. I was so addicted when I was a kid. I remember I said to my, that guy's gonna squish Hogan, and they're like, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, 
But uh, you know, so I mean, if they do stuff like you know, they've never done stuff like that. We've seen ever since they made him the you know, ever since they made him the the uh, the focal point of the of, of the company. Yeah, I I don't really recall to you know that happening. And even you know, another thing he said too, you know, it's like he said it's been a year since he's uh, been without the without the belt. I mean, I think that's the longest he's been without the belt since he first won it back in 2005. Yeah, it's been a while. It has, yeah. I, I also, you know, I, I watched Destination X on Sunday night. Uh, my God, what is that? That was a fantastic show. I loved every minute of it. And the thing is, you know, having you know, all that was won. The place went nuts. It was, you know, it was so. It was a great show. You know, I watched that Sunday night, and then the next night, I get, I get a shit fest like that of Raw. It was like the first twenty minutes of that. I was just like, it, when I, you know, it's like when it, the dual marriage proposals was like, you know, it's like the whole AJ storyline was good, but you know, it's like now, now I think I think they went into overkill mode with the marriage proposal, and then when the stupid laptop went off, I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> I thought the same thing when I heard the, the beep. Let me ask you because we talked a bit about it in the beginning of the show, and and ask you this and let you go, but um, true or false? Since I'll say, you know, since. TNA has gone live. TNA is putting out a better product than the WWE. Absolutely. TNA, yeah, I, I, I agree. TNA has been been way better ever since they've gone, you know, like since they've gone live. You know, the, the pay-per-view on Sunday was great. You know, even, you know, it's like Austin Aries winning the title. I don't know if it was in the plans, but because the fans got behind them, they, they called the audible. And they put the belt on him. If it was WWE, they would have been like, "Oh, wait a minute, this isn't supposed to be happening." Yeah, I agree. I I can't agree more. I mean, TNA is definitely putting on a superior product right now, uh, in this man's opinion, and in Tony's opinion, who is our awesome blogger. I'm sorry to use the word awesome. I apologize right now, but you are an awesome blogger. Uh, Check him out on thekenreedyshow.com. He recaps all the shows for us. and go to thekenryshow.com now. Answer our poll question. Who do you think is going to win the World Heavyweight Championship Money in the Bank ladder match? We're going to hit that. But also the poll in a little bit. Tony, always a pleasure talking to you. We'll talk to you soon. Oh, yeah, of course. I'll be, I'll be around. I'll be here next week. Take it easy, man. You too. And just to put it out there, as Tony said, uh, he's going to be calling us next week. Next week's show, we will not be doing a show Sunday night. In fact, we will be doing a special Raw pregame for the 1,000th episode. Just I don't know if you guys know, but it's the longest-running episodic TV show in TV history. I don't know if WWE has mentioned that, uh, but I thought it would be important for me to let you all know that it is the longest-running TV show in... Anyway, yes. So we'll be doing a pregame next week, Monday, from 6 to 8, before... Monday Night Raw, so be sure to tune in on Monday, not Sunday night. And if you want to talk wrestling now, 347-838-9815, 347-838-9815 is the number to call. And Tony brings up good points. It's a shame right now that TNA does not have the resources that the WWE has, because what we've gotten out of the past couple months out of TNA you know, if both companies were equal financially and if the, the production value was better in TNA, uh, we could have the, the opening shots, the, uh, the the Fort Sumter, if you will, of a, a new incarnation of the Monday Night Wars. Because, you know, right now, if, if I had two hours, 
uh, going into next week, and I can only dedicate two hours to watching wrestling, I'd watch Impact. That would be the show I'd, I'd tune into. And, you know, I call it spade a spade. I mean, that's right now, that's where it's at. I, I'm enjoying, you know, for two hours, if I'm going to sit and watch two hours of wrestling. I'm not saying everything's perfect, um, but Impact has been a, a, a far superior show. But, um, Tony brings up all good points. Getting back to Money in the Bank, because this is a Money in the Bank TV show, uh, radio show. We are talking pregame, 347-838-9815. And be sure to go to our website, thekenreadyshow.com. Answer our poll question, who is going to win the World Heavyweight Championship Money in the Bank uh, ladder match? We've been talking about that. Um, you know, Dave, let me ask you something. Going into this match... Um, and we talked about who he thinks going to win and surprise guests and, and, you know, guys that, you know, have seen his first ladder match. Just let's break it down. Do you think this is going to be a good match? You know, that's a tough one. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I don't know. I, with the added surprises, yeah, I think it can be. I think there will be. I think if they added a few more guys, if if they added the loser of the world title match, either Sheamus or Del Rio, if they added Mysterio, if they added Miz, as much as we you know all agree that you know we're not fans of the guy, but if they added you know some some extra you know some extra accoutrements to the uh, the the entree, um, I think it can be. I think it can be a solid ladder match. Um, I think the, I don't. I think it's. They're really more telling a story with John Cena than anything else. I think everyone else is just filler. So, um, did you really just say accoutrement? Did you yeah. just say that? Yes, I did. Wow, we're all of a sudden we're a bilingual show. Awesome. Um, anyway, Dave. Um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna tag you out now because right. so we're gonna we're gonna be like real professional here uh, because we are honored and privileged. To have on the line right now the Body Slam Wrestling Organization Heavyweight Champ, a uh, member of the Dynasty of Destruction. You must obey the law. Tristan Law on the line. Champ, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good, Ken. How are you? I'm doing all right. We we, we kind of took care of things. Now Dave's going to step out, and we're going to have a nice, even-keeled professional interview this evening. Sound good to you? Sounds good to me. All right, cool. So you're, you're watching Money in the Bank tonight. Uh, curious, uh, you know, we were talking about the, the Cena uh, Money in the Bank, the World uh, the WWE Championship. Uh, what, what do you think we, we have to look forward to in that match? Oh, man, what do I have to look forward to? Let me first say this. Since I've become BWO champion, life has been great. This past weekend, well, this current weekend, I bought a 60-inch television screen, two of them, and I'm putting them side-by-side side in my den, and that's how I'm watching the pay-per-view tonight, me and all my boys in our Lazy Boy. So the way I, what I feel about the pay-per-view, I feel the pay-per-view is going to be awesome because I'm watching it on such a big screen. That's what I love about you being on the show. It's like, it's like some, some class. I mean, just just being able to have you on the show, I feel it just elevates the, the level here because um, – you know, you, you are prestigious. I mean, you are where it's at as far as uh, uh, not only just the indie wrestling scene, but the, the wrestling scene 
um, as a whole, and, and you know, being the, the heavyweight champ, uh, I, I just, you know what, I just got to thank you for being on the show. Well, you know what, I thank you for having me on your show every week. Um, I'm curious, champ. Um, you know, you're you're obviously, uh, you know, incredibly talented, uh, very gifted. Um, in a given week, I mean, you, you are a physical specimen. What what is a typical Tristan Law workout look like? Cardio, cardio, cardio. Did I say cardio? And more cardio. Uh, weightlifting. Just 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 cardio. I think that's the most important thing. And weightlifting doing different stuff. It's a lot more than running the treadmill and stuff like that. You know, box jumps, sprints, you know, a magnitude of different things just to get my body in the right in the right shape to prepare. Because after all, I'm wrestling in a cage match on the twenty on the twenty seventh, the twenty sixth in Milltown, New York, and I'm wrestling against our QT Marshall from Ring of Honor on the twenty first in Elmwood Park, New Jersey. I'm defending my belt against them. So it's gonna be two tough matches, so I gotta make sure my body's ready for it. Did it change anything as far as, you know, when you're training now for a cage match, uh, any, any difference in, in how you're training for that match? Well, the, 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 I already, for, for this match, the way I've trained a lot differently is that I've been watching a lot of cage matches, you know, just to see what, what the other uh, participants in cage matches before me have done to stay, you know, uh, competitive within the match. Um, also more and more and more cardio, you know, because I want to be able to go. You know, when his body stops, I want to be able to go. QT Marshall, that guy can go. So, you know, when I get in the ring with him, I want to be able to go. You know, I'm going to push him to the limit. So, you know, put on a good show for the fans. So, you know, that's all that I've been doing to get ready for those two big matches I'm having this month. I, and, and yet you're really being, like, kind of politically correct. But but let's say, did either one of these guys have any chance of beating you? Well, I mean, QT Marshall and I, we both went to Team, 3, team 3D's uh wrestling school in Kissimmee, Florida, and, you know, you know, at one time he could have beat me, but now I'm the law, so, you know, it's hard to beat the law. You know, the other guy that I'm fighting, the same as Mike Iannuzzi, he's a local guy from Middletown, New York. You know, I've mopped the floor with him plenty of times. So, you know what? Why can't I do it another time? So, you know, I'm not worried about none of those guys. If anything, those guys should be worried about me because nobody's above the law, which you already know that, right, Ken? I, I completely know that. And we have, just so you know, we have someone else who's like uh, the guru of wrestling is actually uh, – Sitting in the studio, and he he will obey the law, and and he, he has the utmost respect for you, and that's why we brought him in because uh, you know we we make the champ feel comfortable when he's here. I will obey the law. I mean, nobody, everybody has no choice but to obey the law. <laughs> I like how he mentioned you know cardio, cardio, cardio because you know, all the greats. I mean, I remember being a kid and reading the wrestling magazines and you know, kind of wondering, like, well, how did Ric Flair train? And, and it was the same thing. It was He was legendary for, you know, just working his cardio and being on the treadmill. And that's why he could, you know, wrestle night after night or sometimes even two matches, you know, in, in one day. So, uh, you know, it's good to hear. And that's just it. Tristan Law is, is following in the footsteps of, of the greats, standing on top of the shoulders of, of giants, um, going forward into the, the Body Slam Wrestling Organization, and again, what is uh, really, what's the date on your next show for them? The next show for them is uh, July 21st. That takes place at the American Legion in Elmwood Park, New Jersey. The address for you guys out there that re- that want to uh, show up is one Legion Place, Elmwood Park, New Jersey. It's just that simple. And, and, and the- uh, 
The, the Dynasty of Destruction. Go ahead. Uh-huh. No, go ahead. Go Dynasty of Destruction has, has completely taken over uh, the BWO. Uh, you, you've wreaked havoc, and, you know, we've talked about this. And, and you know, just to kind of reiterate, uh, is, is there any chance right now, anyone in, in the uh, the BWO that, that can uh, dethrone the, the Dynasty of Destruction? I mean, every month those guys from BWO work hard and harder, you know, to to try. You know, I, I give them that much. I give them I give them uh, an E for effort. But you know, you have uh, you have guys like you know Matt Sydal, that's Evan Bourne's brother. He's coming into the show as well. You have two uh, D Marshall coming into into the show. So they're you know they're trying to stack their chips. You know, if they if they if they really want to beat beat us, you know, what they should do is play because you know they need God on their side in order to beat the dynasty. Nobody's taking us down. Even if God showed up, I mean, really, they, they really don't have much of a shot, do they? I mean, you know, because they, he, he, they, they don't have the law on their side. So, I mean, you know, if you don't have the law on your side, you know, then you're nothing. Uh, what are some of the other matches we have to look forward to on uh, the uh, next uh, Body Slam Wrestling Organization uh, event? Uh, oh, you asked me that question. Um, but if you go to... The, face, the official Facebook of the Body Slam Wrestling Organization. You can definitely find out all the matches out there. You can also check out the website. It's bodyslamwrestling.com. You can go there. You can link to the Facebook from there, and you can see all the uh, matches that are going on. Follow them on Facebook. Follow them on Twitter. It's easy to follow them on Twitter. You just type in at Body Slam, and you can follow them on Twitter. Very cool. I just, I, I'm curious for you, since, you know, the, the sky's the lit right now, the, the law, and, and who knows... How I mean, to me, Tristan Law can can just go anywhere. Um, I I love to see you at some point on TV. Um, out of all the promotions out there right now, if if you could step in the ring with one guy, if there's one guy you'd like to test your medal against, uh, who would you step in the ring with? Oh, that's a good question. Um, you know what? Who I'd love to test my medal against? I'd love to go get go with uh. Uh, either Nunzio um, or any of the guys from Team 3D because those guys are my teachers. So, you know, I want to be able to show them, you know, what I got. You know, it's basically like the teacher and teacher versus student. The teacher doesn't give the student everything, but I want to go in there and show them that, you know, I'm the best of the best and I'm the future for wrestling. That would be awesome. You know what? I I would love to see you go against Bully Ray. Um, Yeah, I I would. I wouldn't go against Steve on though, because you know I'm not really into black on black crime, so that wouldn't really happen at all. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that that'd be awesome. Is you know, and and you you know you learn from the best, and that's that's really cool. I mean, you learn from Nunzio, you you learn from Team 3D, um, and you know you're, you're real good at on, on the mic. Uh, you know, you you bring the points home. Uh, right now, when you watch pro wrestling uh, on TV. Is is there anybody that you think in the business that's better than Bully Ray? Because we've talked a lot on the show, and you've learned from him. Uh, now, my opinion right now, if any guys, if I have to watch one promo, I'm going to watch a Bully Ray promo. I think he's the best right now in the business. It, number one, it, do you agree that he's the best? And number two, who are some other guys you like watching their promo work? Um. I like Bully Ray. I mean, I really don't think anybody. I think right now it's like he's on the top of his game. You know, I remember when he was in the WWE back in the day, coming from uh, ECW, he lost all that weight. You know, when it was like on top of his game, like I think they were the best tag team in the world. You know, at the time, and probably still too, currently the best tag team of all time. But right now, 
I think that Bully Ray is like the best singles tag team, best singles wrestler, you know, right now in America. Because you know, I don't know about Japan or stuff like that, but I think he's the best. I think if he was in WWE right now, they'd give him a, he'd definitely give them a run for their money. Because he's like he's like a machine right now. Nobody could beat him. I agree with you. I mean, I, I've just been impressed with everything he, he's done so far. And, and, you know, you bring it up, and now I'm like, I'm getting set. Like, I want to turn on impact, and I want to see, you know, Trin Law coming down the ramp, uh, take on Bully uh, Ray. Hey, but you know what? You uh, never that, that know. Would be awesome. that, that, that opportunity may happen someday soon because, you know, because of the TNA, TNA gut check that they have on the TV. One day you might see the law on TV, you know. I have to show, I have to show uh, Bully Ray why he must obey the law. You know, I can show him that if he really wants to. If he really wants to find out. And you do? Do you like that gut check thing? That what they've added? I mean, do you like? You know, to me, it's something different and unique. Um, do Do you like that segment? I don't. I don't think it's a bad segment at all. You know, I think it's cool that uh, that uh, that they're giving an opportunity for newer faces to be shown on TV. You know, instead of just recycling everybody from Ring of Honor, WWE, or TNA. You know, being that WWE is the, is, the, is the highest point that everybody wants to get to because that's where all the money is. So, you know, they're giving newer guys, you know, you know, an opportunity to go on TV and show the world what they have. So, you know, I think that's a definitely a great thing for TNA, you know. I mean, they couldn't do something like Tough Enough because Tough Enough has been done already. They can't do reality TV where you're trying to teach rest- people how to be wrestlers because Hulk Hogan did that with uh, that Celebrity Championship Wrestling and WWE's done that. So, you know, how can they bring new talent, you know, to their audience without being a copycat. And I think TNA Gut Check is the best way. All excellent points. And, Champ, we're going to let you go. But, uh, again, why don't you give everyone dates where we can see the law, to obey the law, and uh, we'll talk to you real soon. Give us uh, where we can see you. All right. Here's where you can see the law. You can see the law at uh, for the Body Slam Wrestling Organization, where I hold the championship title. That takes place on July 21st. Uh, one Legion place, Elmwood Park, New Jersey. That's the American Legion of Elmwood Park. And then you also have on uh, the 26th, I'm wrestling in a cage match against a local guy named Mike Iannuzzi. That match takes place in Middletown during the Orange County Fair. You can get tickets for that one at ecpw1.com. And, of course, check out my website, www.tristanlaw.com, and find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash page. Awesome, champ. Always a pleasure. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. Not a problem. Thank you for having me again. Hey, man. And there you go. That's how you conduct a professional interview. Dave, you can come on back in. Oh, thanks for welcoming me back. Thanks. See, now that was, you know, that's how you do it, man. You, you just, you, you bring the champ on, you show him some respect, you let him know where it Ask, ask some questions, let the champ talk, let him say what he needs to say, and then you just kind of, it's a, wow, I just, that, that was a good interview. That was, if I do say so myself, that was hell of an interview, hell of an interview, don't you think? Oh, yeah, it was stellar, right, yeah, exactly, stellar, right up there with, uh, you know, Walter Cronkite, and, you know. That's what Brian I was thinking. Cole. I was thinking, like, Walter Cronkite, maybe, you know, Dan Bradley, with a little, uh, you know, just, uh, but more entertaining than the both of them. Like John Stossel and Dr. D. David Schultz. Like, yeah, like like that, kind of. 
Well, uh, well, yeah. where, where my abilities lie just amaze me. I sometimes just uh, amaze myself, which is... So, so does everybody else. Everyone else thinks the same thing, too. They do. And, you know, having someone, having like the gold, I mean, the gold on the, you know, that's where it's at. And to have a, a heavyweight champ on here, you know, to be able to book a champ to do an interview, uh, just really kudos to me. Kudos to me. Um, but we're at that point, Dave. Uh, we're going to go to the 50-50 Dave 5 news update. Dave, you ready? I've been waiting patiently. Yes, I'm ready. All right, let's do it, Dave. This is Dave 5 on the Ken Reedy Show, where you can get all the latest updates in the world of professional wrestling provided by myself. Top story this week comes from TNA Wrestling, as an ongoing rights fee dispute between Viacom and DirecTV has caused their contract negotiations to come to a complete stop as of now. Viacom, the multimedia conglomerate that owns such networks as CBS and Spike TV, which airs Impact Wrestling, have pulled all programs to air on DirecTV due to DirecTV wanting to pay them less than any other carrier, and they have already been paying a lower rate due to their contract being seven years old and was negotiated in what amounts to ancient history in the television industry. DNA programming is currently lost to more than 20 million DirecTV subscribers as of right now. As of Tuesday evening, the deal was not renewed, and as of this writing, TNA does not air to DirecTV subscribers. No new developments right now, but a new deal has been reached. And our second story, my name is Finley, and I got my job back. That's right, Dave Finley was rehired on Monday by the WWE. Finley was released in March of 2011 when he was running a house show and made the decision to have The Miz interrupt the national anthem as a part of an angle to draw more heat on him. Members of the National Guard were in attendance and were none too pleased. Also being a big sponsor for WWE, officials felt in order to keep a good working relationship with the National Guard that Finley had to be let go. No word on when Finley would begin working with WWE. In some controversial news, from from last night, Kurt Angle, TNA star, was inducted into the George Trigos Luthez Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. However, Angle could not appear in person to receive the award due to obligations with his upcoming wedding. Here's where the controversy lies. Reports have surfaced that WWE Hall of Famer Jerry Briscoe took offense to this and auctioned off Angle's award for $250. Angle, after hearing this, took to Twitter to vent his frustrations with Briscoe. As of 3.41 p.m. Eastern Standard Time today, Briscoe reportedly got the award back and it will be sent to Angle resolving this crazy issue. Angle went to Twitter later this afternoon to apologize for his rant and to Briscoe. Looks, looks like all is right between Angle and Briscoe. More controversy this week as WWE diva Karma has had her profile removed from the superstar section of WWE.com to the alumni page, which to most fans indicate that she was to be released. In the past few days, the profile has flip-flopped back and forth between the two pages. Karma commented on the move of her profile by stating, I will not be taking any future bookings. No formal release has been made and not sure if one will come. Karma was last seen at the Royal Rumble this past January, making her the third female in WWE history to enter the Royal Rumble match. 
And in our final story of the week, what you gonna do, brother, when Hulkamania runs wild on the world of retail? This Hulkamaniac is pumped as it was announced this past week that Hulk Hogan will be opening a retail shop in Clearwater Beach, Florida, selling autographed memorabilia as well as Hulk Hogan merchandise. It was also announced that there will be scheduled autograph signings with past wrestlers periodically throughout the store. No timetable has been set as to when the shop will open and what the name of the store will be. And speaking of Hulk Hogan, Northeast Wrestling, September 22nd, Fishkill, New York, Dutchess Stadium. Hulk Hogan will be there live, in person, along with the man they call Vader, Matt Hardy, Rebby Sky, Lita, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Angelina Love, TNA Knockout, Velvet Sky, and just added this week, Hot Rod, Rowdy, Roddy Piper. Bell times at 7 p.m. Meet and greet with Hulk Hogan and all the other stars are scheduled to begin at 4 p.m. That was your Day 5 report, only on the Ken Reedy Show. Back to you, Ken. Thanks, Dave. Not bad. That was good. Sounded real good. Clear, concise, good stories. Well done, Dave. Well done. I just want to ask you, Dave, you know, with this whole cable dispute with uh, TNA and, uh, you know, DirecTV and everything, with all the positive that we've talked about with what TNA has done as of late, um, you know, is there any, I mean, this is bad for TNA. To be in this state where things are working, you know, as they say, firing on all cylinders, I mean, can we overestimate how bad this is for TNA right now? Uh, I mean, we could overestimate. We could speculate. We could say, you know, we could, we, you know, we, we could talk about the possibilities of how it's going to hurt them to air their program. But uh, I mean, it's not like 20 million people were watching that show each and every week, too. You know, I mean, they have a good product. Um, I don't think it's. I think the marketing has gotten better for them, but as of right now, um, I don't think uh, I don't think it's a positive for them, but it's also not a negative either. Um, hopefully, it can work out so that Directv subscribers who do watch TNA Impact Wrestling can continue watching it. Um, but it's not really it, it's bad timing. I think it's just bad timing overall where they're at right now and what they're putting out on television. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think with with uh... TNA, this is, I mean, you said bad timing. I, I you know, it, it's funny because if this happened to the WWE, they can weather that storm. Um, they're a machine. I, to me, TNA right now, uh, they're putting out a good product. There's just one set of eyes that can't watch it um, because of this stuff. It's bad for them. Uh, the, the margin of error for TNA is a lot smaller than the WWE. They haven't reached that point where they're just a machine and people are just going to watch. Uh, you know, they're, they're one of those shows. Like, you, you kind of have to be... You know, it's not like every wrestling fan is watching TNA. Um, and it's going well right now. We've we've talked about it. You know, TNA has gone, gone through spurts, you know, where they've been really good and they've been bad. You know, if they get this dispute settled... And it turns out like TNA happens to be on a downturn uh, during the time where things are settled. You know, there's some viewership they could wind up losing. Uh, I hope that it all works out because TNA is putting on a, a good product right now. Um, 
really bad timing for them. And, and to me, it could, it could really – I can't say it really hurt them, but it definitely hurts them because they need every set of eyeballs they can uh, on that product. Um, an unfortunate situation. But let's get back to Money in the Bank. This is the Ken Reedy Show, Money in the Bank pregame show. Give us a call, 347-838-9815. Talking Money in the Bank. But you can talk about whatever you want in the world of professional wrestling. You got a problem with Tristan Law being here? You can call in and tell us what you think of that. Give us a call about TNA, cable problems, whatever you want to talk about. We're going to get back to the pay-per-view and the World Heavyweight Championship match. Del Rio versus Sheamus. Um, It's interesting with this match. And, you know... I got to say, it's, it's kind of weird, and I don't really know why, because I can't really, I won't fault WWE Creative on that, but, you know, Sheamus, I like him. I like Sheamus. I know Sheamus has got some detractors. I like what he brings to the table. Del Rio has been a strong heel, slamming Sheamus's head in the hood of a car, beating the hell out of him at the end of SmackDown. I think one of the, the best parts of, of putting over the pay-per-view. Uh, the storyline has, has been good. Uh, you know, the, the setup for their match has been good. I don't know why. Like, I'm just not, like, really jonesing for this match. I, I don't know if it's because of, you know, it's a Money in the Bank pay-per-view, so my brain is kind of geared towards the Money in the Bank ladder matches. Uh, you know, I, these two guys should put on a good match. Um you know, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what they do, but I'm not, I'm not overly excited about the match. But I can't fault anyone. Maybe it's just my own hang-up. You're going in this match, Dave. Um, I mean, I think it's been, I think, I think it's been overshadowed with the whole, uh, with the whole AJ thing. Um, you know, you, you can't, I mean, they're both title matches, so you can't really have two overdramatic, you know, over-the-top storylines for the title matches. You already got one with the, the AJ Love Triangle with Daniel Bryan and CM Punk now. I think this is just simple, basic, um, you know, with booking. Um, like I said earlier, you know, some people can complain about it and say it's bland, it's boring, but this, those same people will complain if, you know, it was a love triangle between the two of them and Ricardo Rodriguez. So, um, I mean, I got no problem with it. Um, this is obviously going to help both guys um, being in a marquee matchup. Um, the only intrigue I have in, as far as this match goes is who's going to lose and who's going to, you know, who's going to enter the possibly enter the WWE Championship ladder match, um, the contract match with the other four guys. Um, they want to give Del Rio a strong push. They feel like, you know, from what I've been reading lately, that uh, you know, Sin Cara isn't exactly reliable. Mysterio's, I wouldn't say he's winding down his career, but um, he's not exactly in favor with the, with the company right now, um, with being injured a lot. And, um, so they're looking I've for had surgery hit. on left leg 50,000 times. Ouch. <laughs> 50,001. <laughs> wow, it's like a role reversal this week. You got the entertainment value. <laughs> Apparently, I got nothing. Man, anyhow, um, 
So, and Del Rio got some leverage, too, um, being, you know, Hispanic and uh, they want to market, you know, a big Hispanic star. And apparently it's been rumored that he will not be uh, wrestling uh, very much longer, probably just a couple more years. Um, so I think they want to get the most out of him. Um, and by pushing him, they feel that they could do that. Um, Sheamus has had a good run. I mean, it hasn't been the greatest. It's been good, solid to good. Um in my personal opinion, and uh, I think if he were to go over on, I think either one of them, if either one of them won the match, it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a huge issue um, with me personally. So, uh, like I said, the only intrigue I have with this is the fact that you know which which guy that loses is going to enter the ladder match. That, that 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 that's my intrigue in it. But I think it'll be a good match. I mean, they wrestled before on television, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a traditional setup, um, and maybe that's part of the problem that you know you don't see that a lot anymore. It's a traditional heel doing bad things to the face, um, almost like you know, like the guru had had brought up uh, earlier um, with Del Rio putting uh, his arm lock on him over the uh, stage at the end of SmackDown. I would almost, I would be shocked if Sheamus does not have some kind of wrap around his, his elbow tonight, uh, he will be selling some sort of injury, and hopefully, now I can't say they will, but hopefully we get at least some decent announcing out of the commentating table where they can kind of sell the injury a bit uh, to make it out to be, I don't know, if Sheamus can can win this match because of the injury, and we don't get a lot of, uh, you know, Gertie just sitting there going, oh, shucky-ducky on the quack-quack, oh, my goodness, and all that crap. Uh, if we have some good announcing, um, I could see something like, you know, I definitely could see him with, with some sort of wrap uh, around his elbow. It would certainly add intrigue, and it it, it always works. I don't really remember a time where, um, you know, a wrestler coming in and having some major injury, you know, not adding some drama to it. Uh, but when, when the horseman broke Dusty Rhodes' uh, ankle in uh, 85 and then he had to wrestle Flair, it's like you got to wrestle the best in the business, you know, whoop, and you got to go in there being Dusty Rhodes with a bad ankle against Ric Flair and Flair's finishing move is what? It added intrigue. Um I'm actually a big fan of Sheamus. I think he, I'm not really sure what the story writing has been lately and if that has, uh, you know, hindered uh, his progress. I think he has potential to be uh, great, uh, the, the potential to be so. I find it interesting that our two guests both mentioned that, you know, basically saying, well, hopefully this can push Sheamus. He's the champ so i mean the, the the thing is like with a guy like sheamus you know he's he's the champ it hurt him that he won the belt with just like an 18 second so it was like building him up to be stronger um yeah beating a del rio definitely makes him you know it definitely builds him up as a strong championship run it has been it's been a like you said dave it's been a good championship run um i to me this is his biggest challenge uh, during this run, and it would serve to put his reign over 
to beat this challenge. I, I mean, Dave, your thoughts. I mean, I'm thinking that this at this point in time, this is his toughest match. This is his toughest opponent since gaining the belt. Um, yeah. In a one-on-one sense, yeah. I mean, if anything, his toughest match was probably the four-way with Jericho, Orton, and, and Del Rio back in May. Um, so, but, I mean, but in a one-on-one sense, yeah, it'd be tough for Del Rio. But, um, I mean, who knows where they, where they want to go with this. And, uh, you know, if they, if they want, if they think that Sheamus has run its course and, and he's not, you know, like drawing fans in, but I mean, he still gets a pretty big pop every week. He's still pretty popular. Um, so I, I think. I think a Sheamus win is more than likely going to happen tonight. I think Sheamus will retain the title tonight, and we'll continue to see that aggressive side from Alberto Del Rio. Um, that they've and, been and it's funny because as you know, as we're talking about it, and you know, Sheamus has become kind of a polarizing figure. But on our Facebook page, uh, Ontario Hewitt, right as we're talking, Sheamus sucks. So there's definitely, uh, you know, there's two sides to it, and. Uh, I know that the match, um, I think with a lot of Sheamus's criticism, um, I think it comes from the 18-second match at WrestleMania, which is not his fault, uh, but it was what it was. Uh, and knowing the rumor is that he's buddies with Triple H, and that, like, anytime a wrestling fan thinks that things are being handed to someone, uh, that's going to you know, alienate fans to a certain extent. He's not like Mr. Athlete. He's not uh, He's not a CM Punk. He's not a Daniel Bryan. But he's a big guy. He does strength moves. Um, one of the things I find really entertaining about Sheamus is, honestly, his skin tone. Because that man, at the end of matches, looks like he went through a battle. Any shot that guy takes anywhere on his body welts up immediately. And after the match, he's got welts and bruises all over him. He looks like a Celtic warrior. Um, I'm not saying I love Sheamus. I like him. I, I, I think he's got a lot to offer. And I'm one of those guys that I like my champions to be kind of those large-in-life strongmen. And, and I like that. Uh, but, uh, you know, we welcome all opinions here, and, and as far as Ontario Hewitt says, uh, Seamus sucks, guru. Well, I'd, I'd like to – I wish included with that was a reason. You know, give give us an example why Seamus sucks. I think in this day and age, because let's face it, most of, most of these guys, there's not a lot of ground wrestling. There's not a lot of mat wrestling anymore. It's, it seems to be, uh, you know, more of a rarity than the norm. Um I think Sheamus moves well. I think he talks well. He's charismatic. And I like his gimmick, personally. Um, and he certainly looks the part. So, I, you know, I, I think he's very good and has the potential to be great. You know, again, uh, storylines have to work in favor for the character. Now, admittedly, I've seen Sheamus more as the heel. So... If maybe he's not as good as a face, I don't know that. But when I saw him working as a heel, uh, like early on with Triple H, I thought he did a very good job. And I actually saw Sheamus wrestle live once. I thought, again, he was fluid. He had good movement, especially for a big guy. 
I think he's very good. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I like him. I, and Ontario went on to say, you know, worst face champ ever. So, you know, Ontario doesn't like him. You know, if you want to, Ontario, if you'd like to post a, your reasoning, uh, some things you like. I mean, you know, there, there are different styles. There's different guys, you know. Not everyone can be a Kurt Angle. You know, I, I kind of agree with the guru uh, that, you know, I like he, he, he has a style and he sticks to it. He doesn't come out of it and try to do too much. Um, and you know what? To be honest with you, I don't know if I'd want him to do much more than he does because uh, that's what he does well. But we're going to go out to the phones at this time. Uh, Dank, is it you? Hi, guys. What's up? Not at much. Working as always. What you got for us this week, Dank? Oh, what do I have for you this week? I got a good one. I think uh, anybody that's listening may want to chime in as well. Uh, since in honor of the uh, Money in the Bank pay-per-view tonight, which Jericho likes to credit, which I don't know if it's true or not that he came up with it, just like Bischoff came up with the Elimination Chamber. Here's my question. If you were given the opportunity to come up with a type of match or pay-per-view, like um, like a match like a Money in the Bank or um, Elimination Chamber, and the only stipulation is it's something that's never been done before, what would you come up with and what would you call it? Oh, you're saying so create a match. Create really? a match. It doesn't have to be one on one, just like the elimination chamber. It's you know, you can have up to like, you know, six people or a battle royal. You can do just about anything you want. What would what would you come up to the point where it would be they could create an entire pay per view around this match? Wow, that's a, that's a good question. I, I will throw it out right now. To, uh, the guru, uh, who who is like the ultimate wrestling historian, so maybe he can roll some of the history into something, but what are your thoughts on this? Well, first thing I was going to say was they should bring back some of the, you know, classic formats that you don't even see anymore, you know, like a tech death match or rope. I don't remember the last time I saw any of those matches. Hey, how about someone bleeds in the WWE, but that's a, a separate issue or gripe to me. Um... <laughs> But maybe the only thing that kind of popped in my head, I think I'd like to have time to really work it out, but just for the sake of the program, I mean, maybe almost something like where um, a Royal Rumble type match, but with tag teams, uh, maybe to inject a little life into tag team wrestling. Um, You know, you have, I don't know, whatever, 10 tag teams, and it's a, a kind of like a Royal Rumble rule where you have to eliminate the tag team. I don't know, maybe something like that. Yeah, that could be something interesting, and, and you have like a, a tag team come down to the ring like every five minutes. Yeah, what? Yeah, and then and then like like put a shotgun on like a pole, and the <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's like there's so many things that have been done. Like I can't think of uh, Dave. Any any ideas? Let, let's like maybe we can brainstorm. We'll put together a match. So maybe a tag team type Royal Rumble. Uh, anything you you would add, Dave? To that match, or maybe, or something personal, or something else. We're, we're gonna we're gonna see if we can put together uh, a match at least for the sake of the program. What if they had done 
And I thought it's funny because I thought of this idea years ago. I mean, there's probably other people in the world that have thought of this idea too, but it never came about. But when TNA started doing the lockdown concept with the all steel cages, uh, you know, the cage would just be like it, it wasn't really, you know, didn't factor in as much into some of the matches. And sometimes they would do different stipulations, like uh, like I think they did one year with like Bobby Roode and uh, Dustin Rhodes in like a two out of three balls match um, inside the cage. Um, and then another year they did like a hardcore match with like Raven and uh, Jeff Hardy. And uh, I thought to myself, what if they did a steel cage ladder match where you confined it to like inside the cage but with like a ladder? Like you use the ladder, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta climb the, uh, you know, to, to grab whatever, either a championship or a briefcase or a contract or something like that, you know, or, or you could win multiple ways. Like you could either climb the ladder and grab the, the, the whatever object you're gonna win, or you try and climb the cage. So it makes like the intrigue of how to win that particular object more intriguing. Okay. No, that, that's that could work. So like in a cage, I still like the shotgun. I just feel like we got to work the shotgun in uh, somehow. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking of something like rather than like climbing, but you have to do it somewhere else. I'm thinking more in like instead of having to climb up and out of a cage, like a match in a pit. Have they ever done a match in a pit somewhere? I don't know if they could do it at a pay-per-view. But maybe like just just a, a big hole somewhere where you, you have to, and and you can use rocks, and, and maybe like like uh, and you have to fight like Captain Kirk did when he fought against that lizard creature in Star Trek, and you can play and everyone has to come out to the the music that that's what I would go for. The one on WCW right before uh, when Rhodes came over to do his Gold Dust character, um, he wrestled. And I'm forgetting who he wrestled, but he wrestled an opponent in, in the and it was in the back of like a trailer. It was a moving. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. It was like literally on the highway or whatever, and, and they were no, for real. I remember this, and and Rhodes dropped the mat. It was it was definitely. Different, uh, so you got to give uh, WCW credit for um, some ingenuity there. But I do remember Rhodes dropped the match, and then a few months later, you know, the mysterious gold dust appeared, and the rest is history. But Thank- do you know the reason why he was gone from that match, or why he, after he disappeared? It's because WCW at the time didn't allow blood, and he bled during that match, and they fired him after that. Son of a. Thank always. Thought provoking, you know. Maybe we'll, we'll try and uh, think more on that. Maybe uh, come up with like a, a solid idea for a match uh, on next show. It should be a set. And, and all your listeners out there, or my listeners, or your listeners, my listeners, uh, <laughs> post on the Facebook page. Uh, let's hear if you could make up uh, a match. Uh, I'd love to hear some ideas out there. Dank, always a pleasure. We'll talk to you. Soon. I already have the question ready for next week for the thousandth episode, which I think you're gonna everybody's gonna like. I, I wrote it down. I'm not gonna forget it. I'm gonna call it next week. I'm not working. You the make week, my head so hurt, Dan. The entire show. 
All right, thanks. So we'll talk to you next week, Dang. Take it easy. All right, guys. And we're going to go back out to the calls. And call, are you there? Got a 919 area code? Yeah, hey, what's going on? This is Timmy D. Hey, Timmy D, what's going on? Hey, not much. I really enjoy the show. I've enjoyed listening to it, and I liked your uh, comments in regards to uh, John Cena a little bit earlier. I'm not always the biggest fan of his, but I think the character change has certainly been interesting over the past uh, year, I would say. Thanks. I appreciate it. What are you looking forward to tonight in the pay-per-view? I would definitely say the Money in the Bank um, you know, match, as far as in regards to the latter matches, I think like you, you hit it perfectly. You said it's kind of almost become like the Royal Rumble in regards to everyone paying attention mainly to that one match and all the other stuff. It's kind of filler till you get to the end, almost like the, um, you know, maybe Elimination Chamber as well, too. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. Um, are, are you looking forward to any of the, the, the championship matches? Uh, I, you know what? Scratch that. As far as the AJC Punk, uh, the AJ, see, I keep the AJ match, the Daniel Bryant CM Punk match. Uh, <laughs> I'm curious what you think about the, how the storylines progress, and are you looking forward to that match? I am actually looking forward to the match. I totally agree that I thought 20 minutes was a little too long, but I, I really haven't been impressed with the amount of time that they've given to AJ, and I've enjoyed you know, like where she's been able to develop her character. Um, I'm looking forward to the matchup. I hope it kind of delivers because I feel like the last time she was involved in like a three-way matchup with everybody, it didn't really kind of live up to the buildup that it was you know, going to present. So the fact that maybe it's one more go around, hopefully she'll, they'll be actually able to deliver with that and actually make it more relevant with her involved somehow. Who do you think is going to win? Um, you know, that's a good question. I, I wouldn't be surprised if CM Punk wins again, uh, just to pull it out. I and mean, he's done a good job of being able to retain the title. I don't know if they're kind of on this kick of, of keeping the champion with the title for a while or not, but um, it seems to at least, I think he's held it for a while and uh, seems to be that case. I'm also happy that at least Cena isn't in the main event picture, you know, for the time being, which has been pretty remarkable. Do you think, who do you think is going to win that money in the bank? Do you think Cena's going to pull it out or do you think they're going to pull something out of their ass? They'll probably pull something else out. I, I agree with you, too, about in regards to The Miz. I'm not a big Miz fan, so I'm hoping that – I wouldn't be surprised if they pull something out like that, especially in regards to the movie coming along and, you know, just the way they've done things like that in the past. So nothing would really surprise me probably too much in regards to those lines. All good points. Thank, thanks a lot for the call. You know, give us a call next week. We had, you know, Monday night, the thousandth episode of Raw. I'd like to hear your takes on uh, – Maybe favorite moments on Raw and uh, what you're looking forward to uh, going forward with three-hour Raws. Uh, thanks a lot for the call. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Take it easy, man. Wait. Well, all right. We got some phone calls. Good show. Let's hit the punk. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get right now. The punk-Daniel Bryan match. AJ, the special guest referee, as we broke the story earlier in the show, has been changed to a no-disqualification match. I, they've beaten a dead horse with this storyline to a certain extent, have not enjoyed, did, did not enjoy Monday Night Raw at all. However, in the world of pro wrestling, as I've said, as an old-time fan, as someone who's watched this crap for more than five years, um, <laughs> you know, when you can't predict 
what's going to happen. That's always a good thing in wrestling because I do find myself pretty much knowing what's going to happen a lot of times uh, when I'm watching uh, shows. I I don't know. I don't know where they're going to go with the storyline. I don't know where they're going to go with this match. I could see either guy winning. If I was honest, I'd probably say in my head right now, it's a 50-50 split if I had to pick one or the other. For the sake of the show, I will pick someone. But uh, for right now, Dave, uh, your thoughts on on this match? Uh, Good setup? Good match? Uh, Are you looking forward to it? Um. I'm looking forward to it from an in-ring standpoint as far as the two of them, you know, going. I mean, it's been intriguing with the whole AJ thing um, up until up until Monday night with the marriage proposal. I just don't I, – I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not too thrilled with that. But in-ring-wise, I look forward to it. I think it's going to be a good match. And I'm looking forward to – I mean, how, how much farther can they go with her with this? I mean – you know, it's gonna it's gotta come to a point where like she's going to have to decide like either she picks either one of them or like you said maybe she's there's a third person. I mean, what's the outcome going to be? Is she gonna screw somebody? I mean, you know, is she gonna is she well, not screw like as in you know the, the kind of screwing that you know the three of us like, but you know other kind of screwing you know like the like you know you know what I mean anyhow. Um, <laughs> we we get it. You you can go. Yeah, I don't think I get it. <laughs> Please, really? Maybe that's a problem. <laughs> that's a All personal right, problem. We're Look. such a we're, we're such guys. All right. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you. I you know, there's got to be. There's been too much of a setup. She's she's got to screw over someone. Uh, you know, it, it just it, that has to. I mean, if if she doesn't screw over someone, if this whole thing. Just, if I mean honestly, if she calls this match down the middle, it's an absolute failure. She has to. They set her up as a psychopath. She has to do something. Clearly, she will either stop a count, you know, like one, two, and then just hold her hand and screw someone like that, or maybe uh, we'll see. It's probably going to go back and forth through the match to keep the fans guessing, and then at the end, maybe she'll do a real fast count. You know, but so, oh yeah, something's happening. She's got to do something. No doubt. I, I am, I am, I am predicting a a someone's getting a, a kick to the nads tonight. That is my guess. But uh, Dave, I will go to you first. Prediction on the fight. Who do you think is going to win? This is so tough to call because of the way that they have portrayed this story. I can't even begin to begin to think. So just as a shot in the dark, I'm going to go with. I'm gonna go with CM Punk. I, I think I think he'll pull it out somehow. I mean, you, the, the only reason why I say that is because at the end of that promo on Monday night, when he had said to her, he goes, he goes, I'm not gonna sit here and try and use you and fool you into thinking that, you know, I I like you in that way. I have feelings for you, but I'm gonna be honest with you and tell you that this is, you know, that that, that Daniel Bryan is just using you. I think, I think eventually AJ will screw Daniel Bryan over, and uh, CM Punk will walk out the winner, and she'll move on to something else. The three of them will separate. It'll it'll move on to something to something different. I agree with you. I I would go with CM Punk tonight. Um, you know, one of the things I wonder if they'll go in that direction. I mean, well documented that CM Punk was a big uh, 
Macho Man fan added the big elbow as a uh, uh, tribute to Macho. Um, I, I do wonder if, you know, there's a chance that in, in a weird way, uh, you know, much different, much different than what Miss Elizabeth was, but if they they do something where they put uh, AJ and Punk together uh, for at least a short time, uh, where she's kind of his Miss Elizabeth. Uh, I also think that, you know, when I look at marketing outside of storyline, you know, Punk, they do have the CM Punk I Did Crazy Chick shirt. And I, I do think that, you know, if she screws them over, you know, they're always looking at merchandise, and they're not going to come out with shirts like that by accident. So um, I, I, for that reason, I lean towards Punk. Um I also think, you know, sometimes it's it's too much too soon. Uh, I, I like what Daniel Bryan brings to the table. But, you know, he wasn't world heavyweight champion that long ago. Uh, you know, he drops that at WrestleMania. He's this quickly going to get the WWE title. Um, you know, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm going to look at Daniel Bryan as an all-time great to, to go that quickly. You know, I, I don't know. I just don't know if he's ready uh, to be that guy, um, you know, so I, I would go with uh, CM Punk as as well going into the match. Uh, let's talk about, well, actually, Guru, uh, who do you think is going to win? Punk, Daniel Bryan? I think CM Punk will win. We're three. It's a clean sweep right there. CM Punk will win, and, and we have an agreement on this show. Consistency with the title has worked well. Uh, I like seeing Punk. I feel I like seeing a title holder holding it for a while. Um, and with Bobby Roode dropping the TNA Heavyweight Champ, uh, CM Punk, you know, is the guy in professional wrestling. He's he's the the pinnacle. He's been he's held the title um, since November, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, uh, you know, long-standing WWE title gives some stability. And look, to me, if you're going to have a champ for this long, I have him keep the strap till SummerSlam. I mean, that's one of your big events. Why not have a, you know, a real strong uh, WWE champ into that pay-per-view? So, uh, you know, I would go with with CM Punk in the victory. Let into the other Money in the Bank ladder match, and this is. You know, this is more of, I guess, if you want to say, a traditional uh, Money in the Bank ladder match because, you know, usually you have the newer guy who's going to get the next big push. And this is, you know, the newer guys. We get we have Dolph Ziggler, Cody Rhodes, uh, the reincarnation of the genius Lanny Poffo, Damian Sandow, Santino Morella, Christian, Tensai, Sin Cara, and Tyson Kidd all in this match, promising to be a very entertaining ladder match. And at this point in time, we're going to go over to thecanreadyshow.com and give you the results of our poll question. And if you didn't get in and you don't like the poll results, well then, tough. you got to go to the website and get your votes in. Here are how our fans are looking at this match. I'm going to go from bottom to top. Uh, first off, nobody on the planet, because the whole planet has been part of this show. Nobody thinks Christian, Tensai, or Tyson Kid have a prayer in hell at winning this match. All of them garner 0% of the vote, which, uh, you know, I'm not surprised with Tensai and Tyson Kid. 
I don't think Christian's going to win. I think, you know, he's going to stick around as the IC guy. Surprised he did not get any votes. Damian Sandow was 5% of the vote. Santino Morella, 10% of the vote. Cody Rhodes garners 38%. And the top guy, the guy that the Ken Reedy Show fans think is going to win, is Dolph Ziggler with 48% of the vote. Uh, obviously looking, Dolph and Cody, top of the uh, the food chain there. Surprising that Santino Morel actually came in third in this poll. Um, I don't think he's going to win. But when we're talking right here, I think the three of us on the show tonight, and probably most people are in agreement that uh, Ziggler and uh, Rhodes are the top guys in this match. I think there may be an outside shot at Sandow, although I would not want to see that yet at this point. A guy needs to be around for a little longer. Like what he brings to the table, not time for him to get uh, that sort of honor. I'm thinking that in this match we'll probably have a point in time where Santino comes damn close to winning, uh, but he doesn't because the crowd, you know, say what you want about Santino Morella. That guy's over. That guy's over big time. And not that I'm going to say I want to see it. I like Santino. Wouldn't want to see him win the WWE title or the World Heavyweight title. That being said, you know, I bet he would get an enormous pop if he ever won the big one. Don't think he's going to win the ladder match tonight. Um, I'll start with my prediction. I'll go into uh, who I think is going to win and Personally, I, I said this a while ago, taking the IC title off him as much as storyline-wise, uh-oh, I lost my belt. I, I see the positive for what's going on in the back. Uh, I, I see everything he's doing. I like it. Uh, I'm going with Cody Rhodes. I think this he's ready to take that step. He is the total package. Uh, he does everything real well. Love Ziggler. And you know what? If there's anyone else but Cody Rhodes, I might be picking Ziggler in this match. Um, and if Ziggler wins, I'm not going to be disappointed because I, I love everything that guy brings to the table. But at this point in time, I my pick for this match would be Cody Rhodes. Dave, um, I'm gonna I, I would agree with you on that point if I was going to pick that individual. But I'm gonna have to go with Dolph Ziggler. I think um, he's produced uh, countless good pay-per-view matches over the course of consistently over the course of the past year. Um, and I'm going to have to go with, uh, with Dolph Ziggler. Um, you know, you brought up an interesting point about Santino and how he would get a big pop. If you remember, he was in the elimination chamber match back in February and he was one of the final two entrants with Daniel Bryan. And it was that underdog story that they were trying to, uh, achieve with, you know, Santino being the underdog against the world champion, Daniel Bryan, What's interesting about this ladder match is that there are a lot of new guys in this match, but this match I think was designed by the company to see not only to see, you know to whoever's going to win to see if they're going to be able to handle that big push and if they can you know stay in that spot, but for other guys too. I mean, this will be Damian Sandow's first pay-per-view match, and they obviously got some serious thought into him if they're going to give him enough television time as much as he as much as he gets. But you know, Tyson Kidd, virtually out of nowhere, the guy's been on NXT and Superstars, and those shows get shown on WWE, you know, .com. 
He's never really been a big fixture on television in the past year or so. Um, so this is like a big breakout performance he could have tonight. Um, I think they put some of these guys in the match to see what kind of roles, you know, if they can handle a role like that. Um, even Tensai, too. Um, Sin Cara is probably just going to flip-flop and fly around. Um, and I think Santino's in this match because he's popular and um, they could tell a decent story with him in the ladder match itself. So um, I'm looking most forward to this match because of the, the idea of there's some new blood in it and what can they do in this match. So, like I said, I'm going to pick Dolph Ziggler because I, I, I think he's ready. I think Kobe's ready too, but I, th- I, think they, I think they can either one of them wouldn't be a bad pick to win. And I think that uh, I, I am predict- booking wise this this match opens the pay per view. I, and I as much agree as, too. And the, and it'd be interesting where the pay per view goes from there because match wise, I, I mean, I might be looking forward to the match more than anything. I mean, it's, it's going to be a spot fest. Um, but I, I look for this match to great. I think they're going to use this match as an opening bout to uh, create suspense going forward. Uh, whoever wins. The uh, Sheamus Del Rio match, uh, you may have the guy, you know, at least run out with the briefcase, but then run back. Uh, they're definitely going to utilize uh, that to, to garner some suspense. Um, so I, I am looking for that match to open the pay per view. Uh, you do wonder with these guys who, who are going to look. I I'm not a big Sin Cup fan, however. The guy, you know, can give you some decent spots. I, I have no doubt that this match is going to be highly entertaining as long as it have the stupid Cara lights the whole time. Um, but I, I think this match is highly entertaining. Uh, you do run the risk of the WWE blowing their load uh, with the first match. There's a lot, a lot of wrestling to come in this pay per view, um, and I'm looking forward to this match big time. Uh, you know, it should be interesting to see how this pay-per-view unfolds. I think uh, we talked before, Guru. Are you, you going with Cody? I'll go Ziggler. Oh, yeah, I, Ziggler. I, okay. I, I like Rhodes a lot. I I think, I think it's one or the other, personally. But just, you know, either one's a good choice. I'll just, I'll go with Ziggler just to... So we're out of the two. So we're all, like, in, in agreement of who the, the top two guys are in this match. It would be interesting if uh, they throw us a, a curveball in this match, uh... But this very well is, is definitely has a lot of potential to be the match of the night, which should be interesting if it's the first match of the night. Dave! You know, Mike's here. Mike, our, our crew is, is new here, but, uh, so he won't know. But you know what it's time for. You I know what it's time for, Dave? The Ken Reedy Show, not of approval. And those who don't know, it has come time for our program where we do the nod of approval. And the nod of approval is something that you saw in the world of wrestling this week. Uh, a match, a promo, a TV show, a moment, a guy. Something to do in wrestling where you just sat back on your recliner or on your couch and just quietly nodded to yourself and said, yeah, that worked. And that's what we give the nod of approval to. And going over to the Facebook page, Steve McMackey writes, Alberto of the River. 
I get it. Alberto of the River. Alberto Del Rio, uh, for destroying Sin Cara twice, not to mention kicking Sheamus' ass at the end of SmackDown. So Alberto gets Steve McMackey's nod of approval. Ontario Hewitt tells us, my approval goes to Robert Roode. He really does have it. And our man, Tony V, the blogger extraordinaire, just plainly puts Destination X gets his nod of approval. Dave, what's your thoughts? Who gets your nod? Um, I've been tossing and turning this week as far as nods of approval go. Um, I was going to give the nod of approval a tie to two different segments. One one of my choices, which is not going to get the nod of approval this week, <laughs> excuse me, um, is the uh, Chris Jericho-Sheamus match on SmackDown Friday. I thought it was really good. I thought it helped that Sheamus beat a guy like Jericho and uh, helped really build him up as a credible world champion. Um, and it, I'd be interested in seeing uh, a, you know, a long-term rivalry with these two over the championship. Um, but it doesn't look like we're going to see that right now. Maybe we'll see it next month after, you know, after uh, tonight's pay-per-view. But my nod of approval this week goes to uh, Joseph Parks. Um, the Joseph Park character has been very interesting on TNA television. Um, to most wrestling fans, you know, to the Marks, um, we all know, you know, at least we think we know, we hope we know, um, we pray we know, that Joseph Park is being played by Abyss, um, whose real name is Chris Parks. And uh, the one thing I liked about um, – the reason why I'm giving him my doubt of approval is because his character <coughs> – excuse me – is the character of an attorney. You, you need attorney, some water? No, I'm good. Thank you, though. I okay. appreciate it. <laughs> uh, the, the, his character, he's an attorney, and um, he's got no wrestling experience. He's been put in two wrestling matches. And I like how, you know, in past in, in wrestling, they've taken guys who they brought, they, they brought him in as characters on television, and they, you know, claim they have no wrestling experience, and they get in the ring, and they look like they know what they're doing. Um, and it just kind of makes it look silly. Um, but they're just his mannerisms in the ring and how he's doing things. Like, he didn't really, like, do anything extraordinary early on in the match. Like, he didn't even know how to, like, he didn't even know how to run the ropes. He didn't really know how to, like, throw a fist, like a, like a punch or anything like that, um, you know, during the hardcore match. He really sold the idea that, like, he's an attorney, he's an outsider in the wrestling industry, and, like, he was in the ring and, you know, he, he didn't know exactly what he was doing. And then, of course, they built up the rest of the story and I liked at the end, you know, he gave, you know, Bully Ray the black hole slam similar to Abyss, and, and then Bully Ray cut that promo on the back and was like, who was he? Who was that? Almost kind of foreshadowing that, you know, this Joseph Park Abyss character is one and the same. Even though most of us know that, um, it seems like where they're, where they're going to be going with this further down the line. But I just kind of liked it. Like, he was afraid to do certain things in the ring. And, like I said, he didn't know how to run the ropes. And, you know, he really sold that, like, he wasn't a wrestler. He was just a regular Joe that got himself into a whole heap of trouble with a, with a trained professional. So Joseph Park this week gets my nod of approval. That, that's all right. You brought up a lot of good points with that. And, and you know, it, it, it does point out that, you know, there's a lot of talent in, in one Mr. Abyss because he did sell 
looking like he didn't know what the hell he was doing. And it was very believable that he was an attorney. And that's really, you know, spawned, Dave. Excellent points. Uh, uh, and it's been a very interesting storyline, and it was a great opening to Impact because, uh, like I said earlier, you, you know, you when any sort of TV show, entertainment uh, venue, uh, a show, if you're you're in a band, you know, that first song, you want to grab you by, by the cojones and, and kind of bring you in. That first, even, you know, Avery, that first match. A TV show, wrestling show, you want that first match, and that Joseph Parks, Bully Ray match uh, grabbed you by the cojones to start off Impact, and a great nod. Uh, before I get to my nod of approval, just uh, some more breaking news. Uh, you know, as if it mattered, but we'd like to see tag wrestling matter again at this point. But uh, tonight's uh, championship match, the tag team champs have retained the title. Uh, the, the pre-show match, uh, the tag championship match, Kofi Kingston and R-Truth can retain the tag team championship. R-Truth gets the pin. So some breaking news there. Heading into the pay-per-view uh, my nod of approval this week, and I'll be honest with you, because it's a segment on the show, and, you know, we have to come up with uh, something every week. Like, once you have a segment, you got to come up with something. So I'm going to be honest with our listeners. There's not always a moment where I'm actually sitting there nodding to myself. I know you might be shocked, and, and I'm kind of like pulling the curtain away to show you the inner workings of the Ken Reedy show. But it's not always the case. But this week, it did actually happen, and I, and I just said to myself, you know, there's a lot of good stuff, but collectively I, I had to give this my nod of approval, and my nod of approval is going to Taz and Mike Tanay. Um, and it's as much of as good as they're doing, uh, commentating matches, as bad as the WWE has been. Um, you know, they, they, Tanay and Taz do a really good job at calling matches. They call the moves. Hey, you know, why not? They, they actually, you know, reference the moves. You know, they're not talking about the pay-per-view or the headline match or some other storyline during the match they're supposed to be calling. They're actually calling that match. They help facilitate the storyline uh, you know, Angle Anderson was a great match, but, you know, Taz is referencing Angle's neck problems. So uh, a move that, you know, may not have looked as devastating on TV as you're watching it, as soon as Angle hits the canvas, saying, well, Angle has that history of neck problems and being dropped on the back like that uh, could definitely uh, serve, so, you know, to have uh, to give Angle some problems. You know, it just it, it facilitates the the action. It makes the action work. Uh, there's no you cannot overstate what a commentator can can bring to or detract from a match. And Jr. was brilliant at it. Um, but you know, to watch a match on the you know, and I shouldn't be comparing in the not approval, but whatever I am. But to watch a match on, on WWE TV and and just you know. There's no reference to the move. There's no reference to past history. No reference to the body part that's being injured. It, all you hear is, whoa, 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 oh, my goodness. 
seriously? Like, that's what you're giving me? And it's sad. It is sad. You know, it is sad. Because right now, I know when I was a kid watching wrestling that you asked me what a Boston Crab was, what a figure four leg lock was, what a Russian leg sweep was. I knew what they were because the announcers of the time called the moves. They called the matches. I would venture to say that any kid is growing up purely watching WWE wrestling. If you, They know the finishers. They know what a bro kick is. They know what that is. You know, they know what the AA is. But when you want to ask them what wrestling moves are, I bet they don't have a clue. But Taz and Mike Tanay continue to call good matches. And Taz, and I would have been critical of him when he was in the WWE, and I don't know if it's a, a training thing or how they tell the commentators to call matches, but, I, you know, Taz has improved vastly. Uh, maybe it's just being like today. Uh, but those two know how to call a match, and, and I just found myself, honestly, at the end of Impact, quite literally nodding and smiling like these guys are calling matches the way they need to be called. Make If the, match, if the headlining match, has, if you've done your job storyline-wise, you don't need to talk about it earlier in matches. It'll stand on itself. Make each match important in and of itself. And, and the commentating is so important to doing that. And the WWE has the talent to do that because we spoke on this show about Michael Cole doing a good job during the Cena-Brock Lesnar match, maybe the match of his career calling that match, but he doesn't do it, you know, each and every week. And it's it tracks a lot. So long-winded as it was, my nod of approval this week goes to Matinee and Taz where they're commentating on Impact Wrestling. And look at that. TNA Wrestling gets a clean sweep of the nods of approval this week. And there you have it. The Ken Reedy Show Nod of Approval. Two minutes remaining in the show. Uh, Guru, it was a pleasure having you, you sit in. Um, you know, just before we go, and I, and I kind of hit on, you know, commentating, and I you know you're, you're a big buff on, on the, the history, and just to keep it going with the nod, your uh, thoughts on commentating of yesteryear? I think, uh, you know, I grew up listening to Gordon Soley, and yeah, I, that's how I learned every move. And, uh, I couldn't agree more. A lot, a lot of these announcers should really, you know, watch some old wrestling tapes of uh, the great Gordon Soley uh, commentating and calling a match. And I think they could uh, learn a thing or two. Agreed. And, you know, it's, you know, again, I don't know if it's they don't have the talent to do I I don't think Booker T has a talent. Scratch that. Booker T doesn't have the talent. Booker T needs to not call matches. Michael Cole might actually have the talent to call a decent match. Um, so it might just be systemic. It might be policy in the company, but it, it it just doesn't work. Dave, are you ready for money in the bank? I am ready. In fact, I just got some breaking news. Um, I'm just reading now on WrestleZone.com that the World Heavyweight Championship Money in the Bank ladder match is expected to start the show. 
CM Punk versus Daniel Bryan is expected to close the show. And also an unadvertised match for tonight's pay-per-view is expected to take place between Primo and Epico versus the primetime players, Darren Young and Titus O'Neil. Wow. This pay-per-view is going to kick ass, man. I am so... And, and I forgot, WrestleZone has confirmed through sources that The Miz will be added to tonight's Money in the Bank Championship ladder match, so that has been confirmed. However... No! The- no! No, God, Dina's expected no. to still go over. Son of a... Ah! Rather see Brian Blair in <laughs> retirement than this. Thank you all for tuning in. You've tuned in to the Ken Reedy Show. Remember, the next will not be going on Sunday. We'll be going Monday not 6 to 8 p.m. A special Raw pregame show for the 1,000th episode of Monday Night. Now, we're trying to get some guests for the show. So tune in next week for Dave and the Guru. I am Ben Reedy. Thank you. It's time for Money in the Bank! <laughs>